Hello and welcome to Power Through Healing, the podcast created to support your inner evolution. I'm your host, Amanda Thomas, and today I have another amazing interview to share with you. My goal is to help you become familiar with many different modalities of healing, and today we focus on breath work. I spoke with Rachel Bednarski. She is from London and she is an embodiment and breathwork coach. She works with trauma-informed breathwork, energy work, and movement. And so she helps me to really understand the concepts of breathwork and what it really means to go from not just mindset and, and working from your mind, but to tap into all the energy that is stored within our bodies and how to release that energy whenever it's no longer serving us. So I hope that you get so much out of this conversation. It took an amazing spin into uh, a discussion about human evolution and conscious evolution and what it means really to be human. And so I was so deeply inspired, so deeply touched by the wisdom that Rachel brought to this conversation. I hope that you are in a place of just receiving and that you can experience this and that you can have just as many takeaways from this conversation as I did. So Rachel, thank you so much for being here. I'm so happy to have you. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Yeah. So for everyone listening, I went on kind of a a purge probably a month ago where I was like, I need a blank slate. I started a whole new Instagram account and then I kind of transferred my other one into just mainly business related. And so I I was starting from a blank slate and all of a sudden I was like, I just kind of want to learn a little bit more about different modalities of healing. And I was really interested in breath work. And so you were one of the first Instagram uh, pages that came up for me and your page is so educational and so informative and I just I love it thank you so much I I love that little story of how you landed on me when you started yeah it was definitely (laughs) meant to be and so I just I loved the energy when we connected I felt like it was super right and so I this is a kind of a unique episode for me because it's about a topic that I really don't know that much about I had a breathwork experience at a conference that I went to in June and it was just an amazing transformative experience that really has like caught my attention like okay there's clearly a lot of work that I could still be doing in that like central nervous system. And there's, you know, it feels like there's still some stored trauma within me that needs to be released. And breathwork seems like the way to go. So I'm excited to learn more about it. Yeah, breathwork is the way to go. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I I do always say, I, I know that there's not always one modality that works for everyone. Healing is just finding what works for you. And sometimes that means taking a piece from different areas of healing and different techniques. But breathwork seems like a really main focus for me at this point in my life. Yeah, I think it's really important. For sure, I think we need to um, approach lots of different modalities, try lots of things out, because, you know, we have to heal on so many levels. We're never just on one level. And I think why people have such a powerful experience with breath work is because when it comes to healing, we're so used to healing on that level of the mind. So we're always trying to figure things out. We're talking about our traumas. And all of this is really important, especially in the early stages when we're bringing that awareness in as to where we're at and where we want to go. But breathwork or any embodiment modality, so I'm going to talk about breathwork, but 
in a lot of cases when I use the term breathwork I'm talking about embodiment so finding a modality that also alongside your mind work is also working on the level of the body is where you're going to get that transformation that you just can't get to through the mind because it's stored like you were saying in the nervous system Mm -hmm. yeah so if you could kind of just explain what breathwork is then a little bit more specifically I think that'd be really helpful yeah so breathwork a lot of people say well you know, I breathe, what what do I really need to be doing breath work for? So there are a few different layers to breath work itself. So I've trained in pranayama, which is yogic breath work. And a lot of pranayama is um, kind of breathing exercises, breathing techniques, so things that you can use in the moment for nervous system regulation. If you're feeling anxious, if you're feeling stressed, if you need some energy, if you need a good night's sleep, that you can pull on all of these different breathing exercises to change your state and to meet your nervous system where it needs to be met in order to change your state or change how your feelings another way of saying that i've also trained in what we call conscious connected breath work which is very different from just doing these in the moment like five or ten minute breathing exercises breathing meditations so conscious connected breath work is a whole other facet of breath work and this is where the work side of it really comes in this is where it's more of a journey more of an experience it's probably what you've seen people doing on instagram where they're kind of crying practitioners are leaning over them they're tapping places on their bodies some people are screaming can look a little bit overwhelming um this journey with breath work gets into your sympathetic nervous system so with consciously activating your stress response which sounds a little bit like well, I thought we were supposed to be not in our stress state. Why would I be going there? The point of it is to take us consciously into our activated state. So the sympathetic nervous system, which is where all the stress that we have, you know, all the energy, anxiety, overthinking is stored in the first place. Trauma is stored in that part of our nervous system when we were overactivated in the first place. So to get into it on the level that it was created at, We need to get a little bit activated. The difference is now when you do a breathwork journey, you're going there consciously. So you're letting your body know, first of all, okay, we're safe to go there now. We're a different person. We're coming at it consciously and we're doing it for the purpose of healing, transformation, feeling better. So you get yourself nice and activated, which is work, really fun, incredible, mind-blowing work, which I know you experience. Um, And then what we do is we bring the body back into our parasympathetic nervous state get really really super calm really super relaxed so the body learns it's okay I can be stressed I can be activated and I can also come into rest and when you Mm. do that you release all of that stored energy from your body you close out the loops on trauma like I was saying you can't get to that with the mind you have to go in through the body energetic Mm. level nervous system level and breath can take you there because With our nervous system, we can, well, with our breath, we can use our breath both consciously and we're always using it unconsciously. Mm. All the time in our day, we're breathing without even knowing we're doing it. We can also consciously use our breath and that allows us to flip our nervous state. So it's one of the most direct ways that we can affect our nervous system and therefore directly flip the switch on stress, which is really quite magical really yeah and it really is and so I guess that what I experienced probably was the the conscious connected breath work because we sat for about an hour and just did the breathing some different breathing cycles and then would just sit with it and then it would kind of be like on a journey I know for me I, I had one of the most profound 
experiences of just like sitting in like lightness. I felt like I was sitting with angels. Like I just was crying. And like you said, there were people in the room. It was so powerful because there were hundreds of people in the room with me. And so I could feel kind of their energy as well. And as they were releasing and yeah, like you said, some were screaming, some were crying, some were, you know, I mean, because we have stored all of these emotions and stored all of these experiences within our bodies for years and years and years. And then finally we felt safe enough. Like you said, it's so important to feel safe enough to just sit with it, re revisit it in order to close the loop finally. So it's, it's incredibly powerful. And so, you know, we obviously can't do that every single day. <laughs> you know, we can't go on that, you know, hour long you know, journey. We don't have the energy or, you know, the time really to do all that. So I love that, you know, in, in highlighting that as well, you kind of have those smaller versions of it, where if we are feeling overwhelmed, feeling stressed, we can just take a moment to do a few, you know, breathing techniques to, to help us get through that moment. Right. Is that? Yeah, that's exactly it. So sometimes we can get kind of, um, I don't want to say stuck, but we can get stuck in just doing the maintenance, which is, you know, the in the moment breathing practices. And we think, okay, I'm feeling anxious right now. So I'm going to do a breathing exercise. It's going to make me feel less anxious, which it does. It works. But that doesn't shift the energy from your body, which is why you really you need to be working on both levels. So mm-hmm. conscious connected breath work takes you into your subconscious. Whereas, you know, doing a 10 minute breathing practice, it's going to calm your energy. It's going to bring you into a you know desired state. But it's not actually, like we said, closing out the loop and shifting the energy. So it's really important to work with both mm-hmm. if you really want to get to the root. Right. If you really want to um, release something from your, your body or, you know, release a past experience, which is super important. So, so what I'm curious then, Rachel, tell me a little bit about your background and like, what got you into this work? I mean, was it something in your own personal experience or maybe something in your life that caused you to look more deeply into this? Yeah. So I was always really academic. I thought I was going to go into a PhD. I thought I was going to go into, you know, really intellectual career and publishing or teaching or something like that. So I was always very slam, but was always very studious, very much working with my mind all the time. And then I had a few things happen in my life when I was in my mid 20s. I also got super into fitness. So I was really like um, into running. This is when Instagram was like 2015, no, before then, 2013, 2014, when it was all like the clean eating movement and Mm -hmm. fitness stuff. Uh, Your body only goes where your mind takes it. And I got so into that kind of, I loved it. I think I, I'm a Virgo um, in my human design. I'm a, you are? Yes, yeah, so I'm you're a Virgo. probably the same, so of the body. And I, yeah, yes. I have so much Virgo in me as well. Oh, yeah. So very concerned with my body, with health, um, with the physical. And um, my human design, I'm getting, I think it's 46, which is all about the body as well. And I think looking back, um, I was trying to find that conscious embodiment. I was trying to understand what it was to be in the human body. Obviously, this is all with hindsight, um, how to understand sensation. But my generation, especially, we weren't taught how to do that. It was, and, you know, my career was all about the mind. Mm-hmm. And I was you know, pushing my body so hard because it allowed me to feel my body in a way I never had before because I just never really had that connection. I'd always been in my head with everything. So I think what I was finding when I look back, it came to an eating disorder as well, because I was going so hard on exercise, exercise addiction, and Mm. ended up with an eating disorder. And it was just a way of getting into my body. I can see now as I was trying to not be in my head all the time, 
feel sensation. I just didn't know how to do that in a healthy way. It then progressed into chronic fatigue syndrome, which wasn't just because I was you know, running myself into the ground, literally. But mm. there, a lot of things came from that and the fact that I didn't really know who I was. I didn't know how to express myself. And that gets tiring. That gets really heavy. So eventually I ended up going to, I was referred to a specialist. And I was very lucky that he recommended to me meditation. And obviously, you know, being so I thought I was into health, it wasn't healthy at all. But I thought I was being healthy. Mm-hmm. I was so worried going to the hospital in the first place, I was going to be prescribed meds. And I was like, that's not what I need. I don't want to take medication. I almost didn't go. But I thought, I'm going to just go see what they say. You know, maybe they'll take my bloods and tell me why I'm so tired. Yeah. He didn't even look at that. He just said, just start with meditation. I think the reason that your body hurts so much, the reason that you're so tired, the reason that you, you know, you're over overdoing it, pushing your body so much. I think there's something else there. It's not, you know, it's not just happening. Mm. Go meditate and then see how you do. So I did. And because I'm so of my mind and I'm so easily able to learn, I'm very determined. Like if someone sets me something, I'm going to do it. Um, I got on quite well with meditation. I really enjoyed it. But there was always something missing and it was the piece actually that did allow me to get onto my healing path there was always something missing with it it's not quite it and again looking back now I see that it was the embodiment piece like meditation is really again it's it's mental you're working with your thoughts Mm. and if you're not accessing the energy that we talked about a little while ago that's stored in your body your thoughts are only responding to the energy that's stored in your body so you can only go so far with meditation if you're not also working on the level of the body as well so anyway eventually (laughs) I ended up coming across I got into movement I trained as a yoga teacher got a lot more conscious with how I move my body how I shift my energy and yoga training led me to breath work in the simplest way pranayama and then yeah the breath work and that was the click that was it then Right. And then I think that sometimes that's what happens when we're just living life is, you know, something finally clicks that really works for us. And so I I love that you found it. And I'm so grateful for that doctor for, for calling you out and knowing like there's something on a deeper level here. Let's not just, you know, put a bandaid on it. Why don't you explore it more deeply? And so that kind of answers my question too, is I was wondering what's the difference then between like breath work and just meditation? How do they go hand in hand? And is there, you know, more benefit to taking 10 minutes to do breath work rather than simply sitting with your your thoughts and and letting yourself just be in that stillness? I think for most people, yes. I, I absolutely and having taught med I also trained as a meditation teacher first having taught meditation and then breath work I think most people 99% of people in our modern world especially living life the way we live they would benefit from doing at least breath work first before even going near meditation mm. or breathing getting into their body before their, their meditation practice otherwise you're just you're sitting there with all that energy moving through your body the meditation might help to calm it or will help to calm it in most cases. But as soon as you stand back up, the energy just comes back. You're not shifting the energy out of your nervous system. If you're meditating on a load of trauma, the trauma doesn't go anywhere. You just calm it down a little bit and Mm. then it shakes back up again. Mm. So I would absolutely suggest getting in, moving some of the energy out first, closing out some of those loops. Otherwise, those loops are feeding your mind. Meditation is so hard to do if you're doing it on all of that old energy that's stored in your body. And I wonder if that 
if that plays into why so many people think, oh, I could never meditate. I can't just sit and be quiet or be still. Well, that's because they haven't really actually released any of the stored trauma. And, you know, when we do sit down and we do, when we are overwhelmed, when we are stressed and anxious, especially, yeah, like as Virgos, I know you can relate where sometimes it's so hard to just turn those thoughts off. So I can't meditate every day either when I'm just sitting here overthinking all day long. So yeah, so then instead, if we could turn on a five minute video of some breath work and some breathing techniques, then I think it would be so much more rewarding and supportive to our day. Absolutely. I would recommend if anyone listening to this is having trouble with meditations, I can't meditate. Try breath work first or breathing mm-hmm. exercise with both. Right. And yeah. then try and it's not and then it's not we're not saying that it's not important to meditate as well. I mean, I, I think it's equally as important. But if you're feeling like you can't get there quite yet, then start with a different modality first. And so is so is breath work. It's a form of somatic healing, right? So so body work and it, it's actually moving the energy or is that even the right way to say it because I feel like when I do yoga or like um like some just like energy like I went to like a a Reiki healer the other couple weeks ago so it's like that's is that am I right that that's moving energy around in my body and then breath work would be like releasing it is that right yeah so breath work releases and you know everything in the entire universe we, we see matter everything's made of matter but under, underneath the matter or what is the matter is formed of is energy. I'm sure everyone listening knows mm-hmm. everything is energy. Right. And that includes our thoughts, our emotions, our traumas, our memories. So everything that we push down, energy cannot be destroyed. It can only be transformed into something else. So everything that we push down, you know, the thoughts that we're trying not to think, the emotions we're trying not to feel, the traumas that we've had that we're trying to ignore, we push all of that down because most of us don't know how to process that. We're not taught how to do that, to release it at the time when it happens. So what we do is because it's too hard to think, feel, remember, process it at the time, we push it down. So we're like, okay, then I won't have to feel it. And most of this is unconscious. We don't know we're doing this, especially as children. We just push it down. I'm not going to feel sad because that, that hurts. So I'm not going to do it. Mm. that all of the energy of those thoughts feelings emotions sensations traumas memories get stored in the body so we need to do something with that energy it's not going to go anywhere it's stored it doesn't doesn't just disappear Mm. energy cannot Mm. be destroyed it has to be transformed so breath work is that it releases that old stuff it releases the energy it takes it you know the pressure off everything that we've packed inside our bodies and it releases it so you're breathing it out or you know on an energetic level if we want to work with the more woo-woo side we're transforming it into something else sure especially if we're working with a strong intention you can start to change that energy transform it so if you're working with grief for example you can transform the energy into something else it becomes joy once you access it more consciously because of, of all the other times it was unconscious and you're like, okay, now I know what I'm looking at is grief. Mm. I'm going to transform that into joy and then it becomes something else. Perfect. So yeah. 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 To answer your question, you're shifting it. Sure. Absolutely. So I love that. And I actually, maybe I have heard it, but I don't, 
I don't think I've heard it quite that way where energy cannot be destroyed. It can only be transformed. And as far as the the pain, I think anyone that's listening to this knows by now that in order to move forward in our lives, we have to feel our feelings. We have to feel a little pain. We have to feel that discomfort in order to, to really step into that new version of ourselves, to step into the lightness that, you know, our life could be. And so speak a little bit, if you don't mind about what kind of traumas is breathwork really good? I mean, I assume everything, right? But like, is there any like specific, maybe like traumatic experiences that it's really good for any uh, mental health issues that it's really great for anything like that? Yeah. So on the premise that everything is energy, it works for everything. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter so much what the story is around it. It's just, if there's an energy there, it's going to work with it. But yeah, if you're feeling anxiety, especially if you're an overthinker, if you feel overwhelmed, if you don't really know who you are. So breathwork is really magical because it shuts down uh, what we call the default mode network in our brain, which is the sense of self, which sounds a little bit scary, but it's actually amazing because all the constructs that we've created, all the programming that have given us our sense of self, which isn't really true. It's just the stories. It's our ego, really. Mm. We want to talk about it with that language. So the breathwork conscious connected breathwork shuts down that part of the brain or or tells it to rest you know you can chill out for a bit now you're you're on overdrive all the time relax and what happens when that part of the brain shuts down is what's true what's actually true comes through so I think you spoke a little bit about this when you shared your experience and that also allows you to come into oneness it gives you an overview of who you really are when you're not, you know, reacting from shame, when you're not reacting from your stories, when you're not reacting from trauma, when you're not reacting to perfectionism, how other people view you, other people's expectations of you, you just come back to the truth of who you are without, you know, that that ego construct, which Mm -hmm. is really amazing. So it takes you into that state. So if you're feeling like, you know, I hear this a lot, I don't know who I am, which I don't know, I think there's truth in that in that sense is that we don't know who we are because we've piled up so much energy on top of who we really are that maybe we can't access that part of us anymore. I don't know who I am because I'm so filled up with other people's stuff, with shame, with judgment, with trauma. I kind of also feel like it's not so much that we don't know who we are. It's just that we've forgotten how we express ourselves because of fear. Because we're scared of how our true selves will be received by the world outside of us, which comes back to safety again. Mm -hmm. There's something else we can learn from breathing is, you know, how to express and out breath is an expression of you. And in breath is taking up space. So literally through your breath, it teaches you how to be more you, how to take up space. You can see a lot of people, if you play small, it's also really good for you. You know, you're really tight in your body, constricted. Some people like hold their hands like this and stay really rigid. And by the end, they've really opened up, relaxed, taken up space because they've deconditioned that program that tells them you've got to be small. Don't let anyone see you because that's not safe. It's not safe to be who you are. So literally through the breath in opens you up. You literally take up space. So you're teaching your body how to do that on the level of the body, which is really amazing. So, yeah, it, it works for everything and anybody I love that yeah and so who who are we tell me just who are we then on a deeper level how how do you explain that to others well that's a question (laughs) I believe on the deepest level that we are all just source expressing itself yeah I think we all come from the same energy and we've just decided I'm going to express myself as Amanda 
and I'm going to ex- this part of source is going to express itself as Rachel and I think source is just love yeah. I just think it's unconditional pure love I really if if you don't watch um if you've never watched YouTube videos of near-death experiences I highly recommend it <laughs> yeah everyone comes back yeah. and they have the same story like it's just love we've got it all wrong it's all love it's what we came from it's what we return to and they all say the same thing it's just we, we've got it wrong we just have to love and I think that's I think that's who we are Absolutely. but we've learned to be scared and you can't be love and fear at the same time mm-hmm. right right and so my my mission is just to awaken as many people as possible to the power within themselves and I'm all about conscious evolution and by by consciously evolving as a species that means we have to collaborate we have to cooperate we have to support one another and so I love that you brought that up just that's why I asked is because it's so important to remember that yes we are love we are here to love each other to love ourselves and yet we just live in this fear and I just don't understand how we got to this point where we're just living in this fear-based world and and it becomes so overwhelming and instead of I think I've finally realized instead of trying to find the root cause of that fear or worry about exactly how it got to this point it's just up to us to just decide to create the new narrative I mean we cannot fix a problem by using the same you know broken pieces necessarily that we have right now we have to decide let's just start with a blank slate and then if if enough of us get on board, then that's how things are going to start to shift in our world. And so the work that you're doing is just absolutely incredible. And to help people step into their power is just such an important um, role to take on, you know, as a healer, as an energy worker, as a coach, and it's, it's a responsibility, but, but it's such a, a moment of pride when you can see people transform. And, and so I would, I just, I would love to hear what your, your coaching practice looks like, what your client experiences are like, just so people know, because when you think, well, why would I need a coach to help me breathe? (laughs) You know, it's rather than just turning on a a YouTube video, but what's the difference? Like what, what experience does someone get when they hire a breathwork coach? Great question. So yeah, because it's coaching, I do breathwork coaching with somatic based coaching. So you have the conscious connected breathwork journeys we do those live together I do those live together with my clients meet on zoom and we do the conscious connected breathwork journeys which for some people is enough and then you can go away process it do the inner work around it take action based on what came through for you but because it's such a deep experience because so much comes through what I kind of figured out is I don't just want to do one-off journeys with people and then send them off on their way it's the same reason that you would hire any coach really it's to support you through the whole process so what happens with my clients is they'll do the deep journey and then we talk again we have boxer and mm-hmm. um, so constant contact and we process what came through for them we set them up with embodiment practices to take action based on what came through it's all very well like having these mind-blowing experiences and getting awesome messages but if you then don't take action based on what you received nothing really changes and the first step is the awareness then we also need a practice to build our capacity to actually change so that's why I combine the coaching is so that we can actually start taking the action so we do some talking like any coaching and mostly though rather than going back to childhood and talking about you know how things how things were in the past 
We just look at how things from the past are showing up for clients now. So that's how it differs. People ask, how is this different from therapy? Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, because you've got the actual embodiment practices, the journey, the breathwork journeys, but also because in my coaching, I don't focus necessarily so much on the past and the stories of the past. That I, I think that's amazing and I think that's so needed. But I think this is also needed. So now we see how it's showing up for the client in the body in the moment. For example, I have a real pain in my chest and I can't shift it. This is really common, actually. A lot of people come to me. I have a, I have an energy here in my chest. Mm. My heart hurts. So we go there. We don't, we, you know, it's not, I don't get, then get them to talk about their mum and what happened in their childhood. And it's just, okay, let's work with this, this feeling because there's an, obviously an energy there. Something is happening there. Your body's telling you something with that. So then we go in at that level rather than, on the level of the past Mm -hmm. you know you you do you need someone to meet with so that when you know something specifically came up I know like for me um during mine I just realized how how much I I thought I had been vocal and very much using my voice and and sharing myself but I realized in so many different little ways as well how I'm still hiding myself and how I'm still fearing sharing myself in certain parts of myself with others and a big part of it was um relationship wise and and being open to love and having a partner and that was a huge experience for me during that weekend where I do want to welcome love into my life it's just, I always feel like I'm too much, like no one could handle me. No one could ever match my energy or I would just, I'm just, that's always what I say is I'm just too much. And I'm like, I realize like, no, but you're not too much for someone that loves you though. Like someone is out there that loves all of the, you know, everything about you and the whole package. And so I think we just get in our heads so much. And so when we can just stop being in the head and we can get into the body, then that's when the real work can begin. Exactly. And that's why it's really beneficial to work with someone who can see you from all angles, you know, find your blind spots and point them out to you and hold you with love while you take action, actually dismantle them rather than just say, okay, I see, I see that I'm still hiding here. But then you're like, well, okay, what, what do I do though to stop hiding? It's very hard to do that on your own. And it can be done with a huge amount of my healing on my own, but yeah, it's very lonely. It can be very hard. And Again, it brings you up into your head a lot because you're constantly having to, you know, strategize and think, is this right? Am I doing the right thing? Am I going in the right direction? So just having a coach there to hold you in love while you do that and to point these things out to you and keep you accountable and also add that element of safety while you go out and stop hiding, you know, practice not hiding. It's it's that's the value for a lot of it. Right. Yeah. And the importance of not hiding is that who knows who is out there waiting for you to express yourself fully you know if there's someone that's waiting to hear you speak your truth because that's going to help catapult their own healing and also their own contribution to our world so through healing and for helping others reach their highest potential as I always say that's when I'm helping them to offer themselves and their contribution to our world so we all need to be operating as the creators that we were born to be and that's when we're going to start to see amazing things like massive change in our world where we are so excited for each other and we're cheering each other on and we're saying yes take a risk because from that risk who knows what could happen and even if you fall even if things don't work out the way that they're supposed to that's okay because you can try again you can get back up. You can have support from someone like you. They can find support in other, you know, coaching or, you know, healing techniques that help us to 
just like you said, become that fuller expression of source. I fully believe that as well, where there's nothing that we can really do wrong in this lifetime because all source wants is to be expressed in different ways and to learn of itself in a, in a fuller way and in new ways. And so when we're trying new things and we're taking these risks in life, it's so that God or the universe or whatever can just continue in its own expansive journey as well. I feel like we could do a whole other episode just on self-expression. <laughs> it's so, especially at the moment, um, it's such a, a big thing for me. I'm really going deep on the whole, you know, the absolute need for us to be able to express ourselves. It's so important for so many reasons. Yeah. And it's scary. And it's a real problem that people aren't able to. We never have, we've always felt afraid to ex- express who we really are for primal reasons, because you know, back when we were hunter gatherers, if we if we weren't accepted by our tribe, we were kicked out, and that meant certain death. Right. You know. Right. Our brains still think that's what it means. If mm-hmm. I'm, if I like you were saying, if I take up too much space to a hunter gatherer, that means I'm eating too much food. I'm not sharing right. with everyone else. Right. And you're going to be kicked out. Of and that's what our brains still think. That's what our nervous system still perceives that as. That's not true anymore. But now we have, you know, the, the online mob, the cancel culture. You think if I if I express myself too much, I'll get cancelled. Mm. So it's a really scary thing to do, but we need to do it all together to be able Absolutely. to cancel the cancel culture. You know? Absolutely. Our bodies that we don't <laughs> die, you know. Yes. Even yeah. if we get cancelled now, we're still not going to die. It's not threatening our fundamental safety. Mm. And like you were saying, we need to come together, all of us, and just express ourselves as much as we can it's so important yes absolutely and and I I do I mean I do worry about that so much too where like you said we're still living in these our our body is still living in this like fear of what we had to live when we were back in those tribes you know and those in that absolute like fear of imminent death right around the corner and yet here we are like we already have all this amazing technology and all these advancements coming up and so we're in this really like weird position as humans where it's it's actually a really scary time but it's also an exciting time so you can focus on the negative or you can focus on the positive which is but we are in control so as long as we're all like being really conscious about what we're doing and who we are putting in power and, you know, who we are supporting in that aspect as well is so important because technology is coming up with these insane things that can alter this, our whole human body, our whole human experience and who, what it means to be human. And this keeps me up at night so many times <laughs> because I'm like, and we got to educate people. We got to make sure that we're not giving away our humanness. We have to yes. make sure that, Thank you. <laughs> I don't know if you follow Greg Braden at all, but he is a huge um, mentor to me. All of his work is like, we cannot give away our humanness before we even know the full human potential. And we don't know the human potential yet. No, the we don't. Of it. And so no. it keeps, yeah, it keeps me up many a nights. <laughs> oh, the, again, we could have another whole podcast. Yeah, There's exactly. an amazing episode of Aubrey Marcus podcast with um, Charles Eisenstein. And he talks about the same thing. It's everything that technology is doing for us in, in, in the body sense, you know, yes. you can live forever. We'll be able to talk to each other through the metaverse. We'll be able to um, harvest our consciousness. We can do it already. Mm-hmm. We can do mm-hmm. all of that already exactly. with our human body. Exactly. We've just lost the ability to do it. Right. And that's what we need to remember. Like we've got technology to do it, which has, you know, how they could just switch it off and then we're done. But if we learn how to do it and remember our humanness and the power 
that we have within our own body first. We can work with technology. I absolutely believe that. But like you were saying, let's not do it at the expense of what our incredible body and our energy system can already do. We can do it all already. We just lost that ability and we don't trust it. So it starts with coming back to the body first, remembering how to have a conversation with the body, remembering what it feels like to feel sensation, to feel discomfort, to feel joy, to feel pleasure. And then from there, we can start to, you know, have that new relationship with the body and start to expand and see what it's really actually about, because it's incredible when mm-hmm. you get in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, have, and so what have to take that step. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and it's uncomfortable, like we said earlier, but what is that importance of feeling those feelings? Of feeling the the joy and the well feeling any feelings that come up I mean how do we you know step into that joy and that fulfillment in life and that greater purpose how, but first we have to feel the the uncomfortable feelings as well though yes we do yeah. we can't you know we can't be fully in joy fully in love unless we're also able to experience what's on the other side because otherwise it gets suppressed right and then you're mm-hmm. carrying it all around and you're not really fully expressing in any way so right. we absolutely, and this is, I think, also um, one of the problems of the mind is that we get attached to, especially happiness. I find a lot of people have happiness as an ultimate goal. We're striving for happiness, which makes absolute sense. It's a hard world. Of course, we want to be happy. Of course, we should be happy. But when we attach to happiness or we can, you know, substitute the word happiness for any good feeling, joy, can't think of any others right (laughs) (laughs) Um, and we get so attached it's like okay now I'm happy I had a really happy day today and rather than actually being present with how that happiness feels in the body right now like why do I feel this what is it doing in my body how does it how can I actually be right now with this happiness I've been striving for we think to tomorrow what happens if tomorrow I don't feel happy still how do I make sure I hold this happiness yeah and that's the problem is that we can't Right. And I feel like happiness, true happiness comes from just being able to fully experience your life. And so I feel like that's what it is. Like you said, where we're constantly, well, my goal is just to be happy. And and I agree, that's important, but that's just one small part of it. So in order to fully be happy and to fully be, you know, fulfilled in your life and wanting to get out of bed every morning means that you're fully open to experiencing everything that comes up from the day and everything that comes up from your your life. And so that's going to be bringing in everything where you might be disappointed in a conversation that you have with someone, you might be, you know, upset with the outcome of something, but you, you keep the fuller picture in mind, which just is that every single thing that happens to you is for a reason, or every single thing that happens to you is for a bigger purpose. So when something doesn't work out the way that you want it to, that's okay, because there are infinite numbers of other possibilities and outcomes available to you right and it will always pass so the same you can't attach to happiness you can't attach to the feeling that you feel, I feel sad today so I'm going to focus on that and try and change it and make it something it's not mm. just like happiness will pass tomorrow so will the sadness if you let it sure. it's in either case when we try to attach to something and control it and make it be something come back to our fundamental point energy has to move we can't hold on to it right happiness, again is an, an energy it's an emotion mm-hmm. and we can't hold on to it and we've learned the same lesson with the uncomfortable emotions they don't go anywhere we have to feel them 
Right. And, that's and you just thing. have to notice them. And like you said, the first step is always awareness. So, so, but not putting the attachment to them is when you are in that flow of life, when you are just letting yourself be. And then that's, to me, that has become the most fun aspect of this human experience is just knowing that yes, truly like anything could happen. Like here I am talking to Rachel in London, I'm in central Illinois in America. And so just knowing that, oh my gosh, it's just so much fun. All the connections and the different things that come up when you just let yourself be flexible, when you let yourself be open to receiving whatever it is that you want. And that comes from living from intention though, instead of complaining or worrying or saying, you know, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. I don't know why everything is not working out for me, why nothing ever works out for me. I think it's important to set the intention then first and foremost of what do you want? Then what do you want? Who do you want to show up as? And what do you want to contribute to our world? What's that impact that you're trying to make, whether big or small, you have to have some form of intention. And then once you do, then all of the pieces start to align. I absolutely agree. And again, energetically, an intention is just a directing of energy. So it's just telling energy what you want it to do. It's getting really conscious about how you want to move that energy without control. It's a little bit different. You're not attaching. It's more with trust rather than with control and trying to make something do something. You know with an intention, you set it and you let it go. It's flow rather than control. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's a very important part is you cannot... You just have to learn to release control. You can't be in control of everything. You have to just trust that there is a greater uh, point to all of this and a greater energy out there to help you through this. And so I love all that. Thank you so much for sharing, first of all, your experience and so much knowledge here. I love asking this question of everyone that comes on the show. So tell me, what is the power that you have found through healing? It's going to have to be the power of self-expression which I'm still working on. I'm certainly not a master of it. And, you know, with most most of my clients, I'm doing it alongside them. But yeah, the power of self-expression and learning that I don't die if I share myself (laughs) with the world. I don't get kicked out of the tribe. Yes, I love that. I don't die if I express myself. That's just as simple as it is. And in this evolution, you know, of being human, I love that um, someone I studied a lot with was Barbara Marks Hubbard. She would say it's evolve or die. And so as long as we're evolving, as long as we're living, as long as we're breathing, you know, we're doing the right thing. And so I think that's for anyone that's listening, just understanding again, that you know, as long as you're waking up and you're saying, I'm here, I'm here to just let this life unfold in front of me today, then if that's all you can do, that's, that's amazing. I love that. Yeah. So true. Yeah, yeah. I really think evolution growth is the purpose. That's what I believe our purpose is. Absolutely. Humans is to grow. Yeah. And so is there anything else that you feel like you want to share that maybe didn't come up yet? Well, I think this did come up, but try breath work. If you haven't <laughs> done it, go give it a go because it's one of those things you can't really speak to. It has to be felt. It has to be experienced. So yeah, mm-hmm. go experience it. See yeah, what I Exactly. So I know for sure on Instagram, you have amazing content and, and you're always very clear about how to get in touch with you. So I'll make sure to link your Instagram account um, in the show notes. Go ahead and tell us your Instagram handle real quick. My handle is at Rachel, R-A-C-H-E-L. Bednarski underscore. So my surname is B-E-D-N-A-R-S-K-I. 
Thank you so much. Thank I, you so much. Yeah, I can't wait to just learn more from you and to be able to work with you in the future and for everyone listening to stay in touch with you because you are amazing. Thank you so much, Rachel. Thank you so much. It's been amazing. And thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Rachel as much as I did and that you had some really awesome takeaways from it. And make sure to follow Rachel on Instagram. I'll put her Instagram handle in the show notes. Her page is so informative. She has even interactive content. It is so good to just help kind of get through those days where you're feeling a little bit more anxious, a little bit more out of your body than you would like to. She works on helping you to get back into that state of embodiment. And I love hearing your takeaways. I truly would really appreciate any feedback and any suggestions for future episodes around healing modalities and healing topics and what you would like to hear more of. Remember that this podcast was created to support you. And so I welcome anything. So please find me on Instagram, This is Amanda Thomas and also at Power Through Healing. You can message me on there. And as always, make sure to go out into your day living in your power, living from your power, knowing that there is so much power to be found through healing.